0: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binchtown TV. This is Brian here with Luke and Kathleen. And today we're going to be talking episode six of the Hulu original series, A Murder at the End of the World. Today's episode is entitled Crime Scene. And you guys know the drill by now. I want to do some laundry items. However you found us, I do want to reroute you over to our main Binchtown TV feed that has every single one of our episodes we've ever done, but personally, the way that I recommend you search for it is at bingetowntv.com. It's got drop-down menus. It's like a legit website, guys. Go on over to bingetowntv.com. <laughs> it looks great. Our boy Jimmy Pop put in a lot of hours making that website. <laughs> it would be a shame if y'all don't use it. What might you find at bingetowntv.com? You might ask. Well, our entire back catalog, our entire library of episodes that we've done. We've covered Jujutsu Kaisen recently. We're doing Beacon 23 over on MGM Plus, like a million other shows. Uh, we're covering Survivor right now. Kathleen, you're on that one. Um, and something to look forward to. A couple things to look. Ooh, nice shirt. She's got a Jeff from Survivor shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple things on the horizon. We have Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I think we're all looking forward to that. Uh, and if you're like us, you probably read the books and are equally as excited. We got Yu Yu Hakusho, the live action. And then over on Amazon Prime, we have Reacher, which is one I'm pretty excited to get into. Um, Finally, we have a blossoming Discord community. Uh, So look us up on Discord, uh, Pinchtown TV. Lots of good conversations going on about your favorite shows over there. But we have a penultimate episode to get through. And I might be alone here, but it didn't feel like the uh, penultimate kind of episode I was hoping for. It just kind of happened. And I think Mm -hmm. the most or excuse me, the best part of this episode was the flashback. Uh, we kind of fill in the gaps. And I feel like we have kind of completed the entire loop of this Bill and Darby mm-hmm. saga. So that was good to have that kind of sheds that entire scenario in a different light, which is really cool now that we're six episodes in. Um, but yeah, I feel like the Iceland plot just kind of came and went. Um, that's what I got. What are you guys thinking?
1: So. I totally agree. I was a little let down within this episode. I think the emotional beats of Bill and Darby were good. I th- I liked all that. That was great. I thought the other stuff fell so flat for me. I also thought, I, and I don't want to say, be like this, but like some of the acting was weird choices. And I can't tell if the acting was weird choices because what I'm hoping for is that Lee is an unreliable narrator and all of that story she told was f- completely fake. Like That's what I'm hoping for. I'm still hoping Lee's the bad guy. Because when we watched the first episode or the first two episodes, I think the obvious guess and what we had put on the board was that, you know, Lee is trapped by Andy. Zoomer is the thing keeping her with Andy. He's a bad guy. He's an abuser. Things like that. I think that's what we all guess right off the bat. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a little upset if that's what it is. I really do think and I'm hoping that Lee is an unreliable narrator here and that Everything she said in this episode was completely false and she's still the bad guy. Luke, what did you think?
2: A lot of what I thought I was going to be on an island about this episode, but I am definitely let down by where we're where it looks like we're heading. And I've said this every podcast and I'll say it again, like the finale can make or break this show, but mm. right now if we stay in the lane and at the pace that we're going, I'm walking away from this show as like a six and a half, seven. Like it was a solid show. Good watch. Not the first thing I'm recommending to anybody. Nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing genre breaking. I still am hoping for something genre breaking next, but I hate the turn towards just Andy's this abusive, obsessive, controlling guy that's a that's a rich dude in Iceland, and that's like half the plot. Luckily, though, I think the killer's gonna be unrelated to this twist. If they're trying to Throw the audience off by making it seem like it's Andy. I really think that's going to be a whole nother subplot now. Like I think they're just two separate issues, like the whole Zoomer and Andy abusiveness plus the killer. So I think that's what's going to be the mic drop moment that's really gonna solidify my opinion on this show. But overall, it I don't know. I just expect it more. And after the flowers we were given to Andy after last episode, because he finally like came into his own, it just feels like we could have predicted that this was how it was going from episode one or two and it doesn't nothing special is like I it has no special feel yet um and i want it i want it to like i wanted to take that next step but you know i'll leave it at that we'll talk through it and then maybe you guys can talk me up or down from some of my opinions but you know the flashbacks that's that stuff aside like the flashbacks were good um Mm -hmm. the connective scenes here that we got to to pull it all home i thought landed so like that whole part of the show i think you can i could consider a, a success but it's not good enough to carry the show into something special and that's where i'm at right now
1: yeah i agree um i also think it's a little interesting that we suspected ray so much in the beginning and ray mm. has barely no, me, like <laughs> everybody is ray ray is everybody mm-hmm. and they're all the killer but um, I just think it's interesting that we've barely seen or heard from him in the last few episodes. He's like, I, I know, I think we may have seen him last episode for a little bit, but I was really hoping that Ray would play a bigger part in this. I still think he can. The faulty programming line made me think Ray. Anyth- anytime they're talking about programming, I immediately think, okay, what's the AI system we're working with here? Right, it's Ray.
2: B Tom's theory is technically still alive about the whole idea about Zoomer having some sort of technology in his head because it is, it all would still fit. Nothing would change there. So that could still happen. But I agree that a lot of the technology parts of this show, the really cool futuristic glimpses we're getting, I think are going to be semi just like surface level world building and not have any payoff. Like, I don't know if we're going to get anything with that LiDAR scan. I don't think any of Oliver's. AI robots that are building the, the hotels need to be too much more, which is a little upsetting. Like the, the, the virtual a um augmented reality thing that zoomer was wearing. Like, I don't think, I think all those were just cool glimpses. Just of I agree. a world. I just, I'm a little upset because I thought everything was going to come together and it still could, but I just, I, I don't see the path as much as I did two episodes ago when we still had three hours of content left. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't mind so much that they're not making something crazy about kind of those AI elements if the Mm. actual murder mystery story had a better payoff this entire episode. I'm like, okay, so they are trying to make the audience think once again that Andy is the bad guy. I think Mm. two things can be true. Andy is this bad, controlling father Mm -hmm. slash husband figure, and I'm pretty sure that that is true. Even the flashback of him like hitting Lee. But the other thing that can be true is that Lee is still shady as all hell and is yeah. in bed with the murderer or has some dealings with the murderer or is just doing some some weird stuff. So I don't know. Episode seven's got to really bring it home because episode six, like episode five, put it on a T. Episode six fell off the T. Episode yeah. seven has to do a lot of work to bring us back to a satisfactory agreed. ending. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. Totally. Um,
2: I have two things. This is a shorter episode. Um, for those that are just listening, if you didn't realize, this is about fifteen minutes less content than the normal ones. I think we've already been talking about it in text. Like my notes are a little bit shorter, so this might be a shorter yeah. podcast. So I kind of wrote a couple of things down right now that I want to go through just to lay it out there as baseline questions that we still need to have answered or maybe it will okay. lead to some discussions. But some things I wrote down that I just want to maybe we already have the answers and I missed it. But just tell me what you guys think. I don't know how much we talked about it last podcast, but I was a little thrown off about the idea that Lee had zero clue about Zoomer. Did she not know that Andy was sterile or did she not know In this episode, she confirms that she didn't know that Zoomer was actually Bill's kids. Was it also the case that she didn't know about the the sterile piece of it? Because that's
1: she. Well, she definitely didn't know the sterile thing, because I think it might have been a thing where Lee got pregnant and was like, could be Bill's, could be Andy's, Andy's. could be that other guy bangs. Like, it's one of those things where she just like kind of believed it was Andy and went forward. But then when she found out that he's sterile. It's probably, you know, but it should have been, she should have known. I mean, I guess not everyone has that Achu syndrome, but like he was born with that. It's genetic. Does Andy or her have anything, mm-hmm. anyone in their family that has that? But yeah, no, I was kind of shook that Lee straight up says in this episode, like, I had no idea it was Bill. Right. I think the, the, it should have been like, I didn't know for sure it was, if it was Bill or Andy. So that threw me off a little bit too.
2: So do you stand by the whole throw up? part is either her realizing that Andy's sterile and he knows, or if she's pregnant again from last episode. Do you remember that?
1: I I don't, I, yeah, I remember saying that. (laughs) I No, I mean that was great theory at
2: the time, I just don't know how it connects anymore.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, from this episode, if they threw in a pregnancy in episode 7, I don't know how well it would land and hit and, so I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna say she puked because of the anxiety of, of him being just sterile and him knowing are you, and not telling her.
2: You on that page, B-Times? I gotta be honest,
0: everything Lee said in this episode, I took with a grain of salt, because yeah. I think she has to be lying about a majority of the story she was feeding Darby for this to be a satisfactory ending. So like, even though she's telling Darby, what, he's sterile, and what, Zoomer's bills? It's like, you very mm-hmm. well may have known that and are putting on an act.
2: And that's Uh, what me and Alki were saying literally out loud as we watched this for the first time last night. We were just saying, like, there's just no way. There's no way it's this straightforward. Lee's the good guy. Andy's the bad guy. We kept throwing doubt out there. And I felt like I walked away from the episode still having doubt. It's just if they if they just don't play that out the right way, I just it's going to leave such a bad taste in my mouth for Andy and Lee's characters. For sure.
1: Yeah, and, and she already lied straight to Darby's face by being like, he he didn't stay hard. Like, that's a lie. He did because exactly pregnant with his kid.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. So that yeah. was another piece of ammo. Where I was like, how does she not know? But anyway, okay. So the other two are quicker questions, but I just want to bring them back up because Kathleen, I think you left before we got to talk about it. But we still need to kind of figure out what Lee was looking for in Bill's dead body room when Darby was hiding in the bathroom and she's oh, rummaging true. through his things. Yeah. Because... I mean, what me and B-Toms were throwing out there was B-Toms was guessing that, or maybe it was me, one of us was guessing that she was looking to, for the for the, the ID, the, no, oh. the passports, because yep. if Bill also had a fake passport, she wanted to cover up the crime, but that doesn't seem to work anymore, mm. because the passport was only there because she was Lee was trying to escape Andy. So I think that's off the table as an answer.
0: I mean, I guess Bill would also need a passport, though, in that scenario, if he was traveling with her.
2: No, no. Well, I mean, like a, a normal passport. Yeah. He doesn't have the fake identity had nothing to do with the escape plan. That was her pre Iceland escape plan.
0: Oh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't, it was that the convenience of just giving us that information in the form of Darby finding it. Like, what was the point of it even being there at all That Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we
0: are struggling for people <laughs> exactly. listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, don't I know.
2: hate, I hate picking apart writing like that, especially from Britain and, and Zhao, but. That's what I'm seeing. And then the last thing I was just going to bring up one second was just the more distance we are from it. Like that raised tavern thing seems like a bad writing decision.
1: Yeah, because why?
2: There was just no need for it to be. Why not Darby's tavern? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what the hell is that? But anyway,
1: (laughs) that's not even a question.
2: We're not going to get an answer unless Ray is a very pivotal part of this finale, which I'm super open to because he's basically been MIA for everything besides one scene. Um, but that aside, I'm ready to get into the episode. The last thing I'm just going to throw out there is just we did get information about some of the invites, some explicit information about like who some yeah. of Lee and um, Andy's invites are. So to remind everybody, uh, Andy got five, Lee got four, Rowan and David were confirmed to be lee invites and darby and bill were both confirmed to be andy invites so Spot that's twist. that's four. that's for the nine which we did not guess that darby and bill were both going to be andy invites i mm-hmm. think it's safe to assume that sean and lou may are also andy invites is where i'm at and then that leaves Zeba, martin and oliver two of them being lees and one of them being andy's but i don't maybe oliver is lee because of how this episode plays out But that's where I'm at. So we pretty much have kind of the sides. Ziba and Martin seem to be the biggest wild cards because do you guys have them pegged as one side or the other?
0: Not really. There's there's nothing about those two. Honestly, it's what you were saying three episodes ago.
1: So yeah, far, the way never. it's shaken out, we couldn't have guessed who's who anyway, because it's just friggin' random. Basically, it's yes. not based on personality. It's not based on their job. It's basically mm-hmm. like whoever plotting whatever's happening in this show. That's how they did it. And we don't know what's happening in the show until the next episode.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> so just wanted to put it out there as kind yeah. of the sides they established, because that seemed like a loose plot thread that didn't get expanded upon enough. But with that being said, I'm ready to dive into the flashbacks if you guys are. Well oh, just we gonna, like Darby gonna... dove into the pool. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> pin we'll be back yeah, for well. that.
1: So we're starting with the flashback.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you said?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm we an can idiot, do that.
0: So we're not at the pool scene. Uh okay. So <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Flashback time. So the first flashback in the episode is just picking it up at them tearing up the steps, right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So we've already seen this scene before. It essentially gets us to the point where the murderer opens the door and has Darby and Bill at gunpoint. Um, I don't know why it wasn't even in my head that the killer would shoot himself. Yeah. But Same. that's the only way that could have ended with these <laughs> two still being alive to tell the tale. Yep. Um, And how this whole scenario plays out, Darby just like pushing a washing machine up to the steps, like rummaging in his pockets to get his ID out of the wallet and going to a neighbor all while Bill is just there with a blank stare trying to like process everything. I mean, that is such necessary context for the note that he leaves in the mirror. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. like this was a really good scene, though. It really defines who these two people are.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it builds Bill up and solidifies him as one of the best characters of the show. Like sure. his backstory is complete. We're not going to get anything, any new information that's going to taint that view of us for him, like our view of him. So just overall, like nothing crazy came out of this, but now it all makes sense. I've been on Bill's side for the last two episodes, so yeah. that doesn't change.
1: Speaking of... Two things can be true. I I don't think Darby's a bad person for being really intensely into this stuff. And you're we're watching it kind of cringing, being like Darby, like he he doesn't want to talk about. Like he wants he he just went through something really intense, and he loves you, and he wants to kind of go like How are you? Like they he wants to have a heart to heart with her, and she can only talk about the serial killer still, so, and she can't get it out of her head. And mm-hmm. I don't think she's a bad person for that, but I think that it can also be that she's not a bad person for that and he's not a bad person for not liking the way she's acting. Sometimes they just don't go together, right? Sometimes they're just not good for each other, two personalities, even though you love each other. So watching Mm -hmm. them go through this really intense thing, like the... the. there's a shot of the blood hitting his face and the silence and the and the like that sound of the like his ears going out and Darby being like, you're OK, you're OK, you're OK was so good. That was so mm-hmm. good. And I was really locked into these scenes. Um, I just it's so sad that that's the last time they saw each other until. Sitting at that dinner table at yeah, Andy's is insane. so intense and sad and the way she was like smelling his shirt or whatever it was in the bag this episode, I was like, oh man, just heart pure heartbreak. Six years later and you're still like, this is my guy. This smells like this guy that I had such like a could have been short lived, but so intense and meaningful and like life changing trajectory of a of a time.
2: He is just He's such a great part of the show and just like how he's such a, he's such a forward thinking, not only like environmentally conscious person, like he, he is like a philosopher, like at times, like the way he says and talks about things in his commentary, he's just got such a good head on his shoulders. And I know that we saw this in the first episode, but that mirror note of him saying, this is both too much and not enough now it just everything makes sense like I don't have any mm-hmm. questions everything is completely explainable for both of their actions all of their reactions to the to the, even them being there in modern day it all makes sense so I think that part of the show is really well done it's just does it matter enough to tee up the actual moments that are gonna you know decide if the show is a good show or not yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well Bill's dead, so he's got nothing left to say in the Iceland storyline, unfortunately. So yeah. He did all just... he could.
2: He did all he could for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, that said, I do think it's still in play that whoever the killer is has is tied uh, very closely to the story of the Silver Doe.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Which would be a good resolution rather than it being tied directly to any of this Andy Lee. Escape plan because I'm already in my head separating them as two different plots that we didn't realize were going to be two separate plots. Yeah. And that's just how I'm going to proceed when I'm watching the show, like for the for the finale.
1: The last thing I'll you know? say about these flashback scenes is that I cannot believe they were just sitting in a tub of someone else's blood water. Thank just you. letting it go in every <laughs> orifice. And like she, he's like, Hey, you want to come in? She's like, Yeah, I do.
0: Well, <laughs> a motel, like a sleazy motel tub, which you wouldn't get in. To begin with, you would be taking a shower, (laughs) but like, Blood soaked motel tub. That is the most disgusting thing. And props to them because they were able to have a very philosophical conversation. It was very, like, kind of sent shivers down my spine when Darby <laughs> was like getting a high and was like, in a way, we're really like admiring his work. And that's when Bill was like, Darby, what are you even like? What's coming out of your mouth? This is crazy mm-hmm. town right yeah. here. Like, this guy was messed up. He's like an anomaly and he is, he is nothing. He is not a blip. He is not to be admired. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bill's great. Go on too soon. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's kind of like a play on, on everybody watching true crime shit, right? Like everyone's like obsessed. And it's like, why are we giving these guys a platform? Why are we like romanticizing these guys? Like he doesn't have meaning. He's just a fucker. Like he just kills women. Like it's it's sometimes it's just that. Like people are bad. But I will say, um the scene we okay, we opened the episode with. Darby drowning, and we get a quick scene of the wall on fire at the motel. Yeah, and I, was that more fire than we had previously seen? It almost seemed like a continuation of the fire. And then later, when she's in the motel, the whole place, the whole wall is like fucked. Dave so brought it up
2: too. No, he noticed that as well. Yeah, um, I I don't know what that was because it definitely didn't catch that much on fire when the actual event happened.
1: Part of me makes me feel like maybe that was giving us a clue that Darby was telling wasn't telling the full truth or something like we're seeing which is one something thing, we kind of
2: want it right yeah. since the very beginning we were saying like if she's an unreliable narrator that changes a lot of things. That's the yeah. only way that they interplay more flashbacks going forward if we get the real story which I don't even know if they're going to if they're going to do that but it is a weird little moment with that fire and like yeah. what the heck was going on there.
1: Yeah agreed. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the flashback? I mean, we have to go back to get to like after the flashback, you know.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you kind of took us there. I mean, the first scene of the episode, aside from the flashback, is the pool scene. You know, she's still trapped under the pool cover. I think we see a shot of a dude in a winter coat just walking away into the night. And lo and behold, Lee winds up being her savior, at least for the pool scene, just smashes it with a bat. I think we were... Uh, well, David did. David did all. Yeah,
2: that, that Lee left to go no, get. You're David. right.
0: You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So David did all that. Uh, Darby's kind of floating in and out of consciousness. She catches just a quick hit her with David and Lee, just to show us they are definitely in cahoots and planning something around Andy. I think she asks, "Is he still in treatment? How much time do we have?" So, mm-hmm. just shows us that David is at least an ally to Lee. Um, And then Darby kind of regains consciousness fully and Lee's like stroking her hair. And we kind of have the most. I don't know, I I don't want to say trustworthy, like the most information Lee has given Darby to date. But as Mm -hmm. I already said, I have my suspicions that like it's only 50 percent true. So I'm still taking it with a grain of salt. But we do have this Lee and Darby conversation Where we kind of just get the details, the the dirty details of exactly how controlling Andy has been. And I mean, it makes sense. He is a rich millionaire, billionaire. He has the most state of the art technology. Like, if he wants to control you, it's going to happen, especially if you were from like in Lee's shoes. Like, you've been doxxed, you have been absolutely forced into uh, seclusion, I guess. And, you know, it it just all makes sense. But kind of this flashback of her trying to run away with Zoomer only to have Andy catcher. It's I mean, it's scary if I'm being honest.
2: I like the line where she's like, he has the president's number. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to yeah. do? I can't go to the cops. Like, it just builds Andy's prowess because I don't think there's enough time to really go back and rewrite these flashbacks, even though as much as I want that to be a thing. So I'm taking mm-hmm. this as as truth for now. Um, It just builds Andy up and it really makes sense. Like if you look at the poster boards for this show, it's Darby in the front with Andy, like two steps behind and one step to the right, like right there. Like it's they've been telling us this the whole time that Andy is like this horrible dude. And we've been trying to fight it because we want like a unique, creative outside the box type of show. And maybe it's just that part of the show is not going to be like that and if it's not going to be like that, everything that this flashback told me about Andy is what we probably all thought. Like, going at, once we came up with the idea that maybe Zoomer is Andy's leverage on why Lee is actually there. Cause we had that conversation in our first podcast. We we're like, maybe it's all about the idea that she can't leave because of Zoomer. And that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. So maybe this whole part of the storyline is just as straightforward as it comes off. And, that's fine we just got to accept it and move on and hope that the killer twist is enough to carry it but yeah like this just makes andy irredeemable because how how can we even justify liking him at all after lee telling this story especially with the slap
1: oh you better stop it's like a lot and he's
2: controlling every gram of food that goes into zoomer's body like he's controlling his rem sleep like all of this like andy's as bad of a Like rich tech guys, you can be. It's just, I just don't want him to be as stereotypical as it's coming off as.
0: So, like, my latest theory is his treatments that he's been getting are life elongation preservation. Is he grooming Zoomer to kind of like transport his consciousness into him? Like, if he's trying to, okay, at a young age, protect his body, like Mm -hmm. measuring all of his food intake, like that could be the play here.
1: I, I, that actually
2: could be. yeah. Yeah
1: i agree with that it's either that or like andy wants to live forever and he wants zoom too as well like just kind of like yeah. starting him young to be like a superhuman type thing right. um but yeah i i mean that's a great thing i would love if there were some conscious swapping consciousness consciousness swapping in this show i i just the sci-fi of it all I, i'm hoping for it i give me that give me that right. chip if we're Chip not getting everybody.
2: supernatural, give us sci-fi yeah. out the ass. That's what I Exactly.
1: Thinking. Um but part of me is like I- I'm I'm thinking of the show and if he's really that intense, the scene where Lee and Zoomer just fall asleep in Darby's room, don't you think that Andy would be like what the fuck's going on? Like why are you like they're like he isn't sleeping, Zoomer, and all these things and yet Andy just like lets them fall asleep in Darby's room. It feels like that's well, like
2: that Not was the truth the only reason that that was allowable was because of the murders that were going on if that was like night one i don't think that would have been able to go under andy's radar but he was dealing with i think that was after the second murder wasn't it so i think he was like with todd and like dealing with all the security stuff but i could yeah. be reading into it too much because you're right like he should be under the monitor 100 percent of the time if that's what the scenes tell us so kind
0: of just to go through the actual storyline here um Andy proposed this plan, started developing the Iceland hotel, and Lee put two and two together. It's like, okay, if he gets me and Zoomer up to this Iceland hotel, then, quote, his control will be complete. There's going to be nowhere we can go, nowhere to hide. He's going to be monitoring us 24-7. So that is when she tried to get out of Dodge and go meet up with a friend in the woods in Nova Scotia. I mean... That was crazy, Andy was just one step ahead of her, as Mm -hmm. he should be with all of his technology at his disposal, but since she's like, okay, since that didn't work, I got to get more creative, and that's when she kind of tells the story of how her, Bill, Rohan, and Dave, David, uh, I can call him (laughs) Dave, we're six episodes in now.
2: (laughs) You you knew that that was wrong as soon as it came out of your mouth.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, she that's how she hatched this plan with those three, um, you know, Rohan, Rohan. Oh, my gosh. I can't get anything well, right. Well,
1: wait, Darby says Rohan and everyone else says Rohan. Just FYI. So you're not, you, you're not wrong. Okay. You can't yeah. be wrong. Well, fair enough.
0: OK, <laughs> Rohan. <laughs> Rohan's got the escape boat. Uh, David is the Argentinian. Yes. So he's got to yeah. connect in Buenos Aires. And I guess Bill is just the trusted confidant. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. He
2: connects them all. Yeah. Oh, what a good guy.
1: I know. So Bill rejected the invite and then and then said yes, because of all of this after she told him or because of Darby,
0: because of Darby, Darby puts together. That's how she learns that she was an Andy invite, because Andy only cared about getting Bill to this retreat, presumably just to meet the father of Zoomer and just see Mm -hmm. what he's all about or to kill him. Who knows when he declined? Did Lee try to persuade him to go? Did she say?
1: I think so, because Lee brought these guys into the plan to to get out of Dodge, right? So I think Lee was was telling Bill, like, yeah, come.
0: That's true. Um, But either way, from Andy's perspective, he invited Darby to kind of sweeten the deal for Bill. So. In any rate, Bill winds up at the retreat, obviously. Uh, We also get some closure to who were the three teacups from the first night. It was for David, Bill and Rohan. Uh, They were going to share some tea. Talk out the plan. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, after all of this, it's just when Oliver knocks on the door, right? We get in. We get the Oliver entrance. Um, He had said that David. Was creating a distraction for Todd So Todd wasn't coming Andy was getting His treatment so they had maybe mm-hmm. 45 minutes at the beginning of the episode but by The time we're here they have like 10-15 Minutes um, and once Oliver Comes in they decide that they need to now go To Bill's because she's saying uh, What does she call it the the big bad Mistake or something like
2: Uh, Whatever she says it was yeah. it stuck Out like the way she delivered yeah. that line yeah. She was like she's I not... made an oops It was something yeah. like that
1: <laughs> I'm making what they Call the oh so crazy gigantic this <laughs> it <laughs> something was something ridiculous like that.
2: like that yeah
1: um yeah. but that's because she's she's focusing on uh, like the killer when she should be focusing on bill and that leads them to their room but there's a specific part that i want to say which is oliver's in the room i i don't know where exactly this falls because I, I didn't take this note on my first watch i clocked it on my second watch it's one of those things where lee had said about the killer or whatever, she said, you were held at gunpoint to Darby. But Lee doesn't know that we don't see Darby ever say that to anyone other than Sean that she she hasn't told anyone other than Sean that she was held at gunpoint. So unless it's off screen and I'm doing bunny ear quotes, because that's fucking insane. If that's off screen, then that kind of but Darby doesn't react. So it's the kind of thing where it's like, is Darby just caught in the middle? She did she have a
2: gun? Did the killer have a gun? Oh, sorry sorry,
1: knife point is what they say. Not knock on okay. knife. But Lee I don't correctly
0: even... says what happened. Um yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. you could write it off. Lee has established she has access to any of the tapes that she wants if she wants to put in the time to do it. Um did Darby mention to anybody that she ran, like was threatened Deshaun. by the killer. Okay.
1: Yeah, Before no, Sean
0: that's, died. that's I, Lee was very suspect this episode, so yes, it's like She's, I was saying, yeah. you got to take it all with a grain of salt. And I thought it was very coincidental timing that Oliver came in right in the thick of it to become like the number three yeah. in their little Scooby Doo gang here solving this mystery. Um, and there were I, we'll keep going. There's one thing that stuck out to me that Lee said, and I was like, that is just bad detective work. You are coming up with incorrect answers on purpose, though I digress.
2: <laughs> but the Oliver thing, it feels still weird to me. Like he just walks in, and we're just I all good. Like that's there was no reveal there. It was just a weird moment that that what, what what's I think going that on there?
1: those scenes could have been exactly the same if you took Oliver out. Like you could have made the, the show two minutes shorter this episode by not having them scared of Oliver knocking on the door and, and nothing would have changed.
2: Like what, what is the plot reason for having him like not just be disabled, but like have that scene where they're interrogating, interrogating, I'm using it loosely about the shoes and like him. And then he even goes to say, "Yeah, I can walk, but for not for that, not for that long. Like I don't understand the reason for any of that.
0: So I will say that, The narrative purpose of having him here is he is the only one that held on to his cell phone or tablet. And they were kind of reviewing the tapes where Darby was like, this is the thing that I can't get over. There's like a light change. So clearly, like somebody edited themselves out of it, i.e. We are dealing with a professional, which we've already known. The hacker has shown his level of his or her level of hacking seven times already. Um, Yeah, that's all
1: I got, though. I guess that that Oliver did say like kind of jacques Lume at this point because mm-hmm. of all the smart city stuff that was from him which is you know maybe maybe lee wasn't thinking that i think and then um darby says ava so it, we get like kind of a accusation of Lume in in this scene as well as um ava which i think we both Ooh. were suspecting those two except brian cleared Lume. <laughs>
0: I, I still like there is nothing about Lou May. If episode seven is like the Lou May episode and they commit like 45 minutes showing us how Lou May is the mastermind behind everything, that's gonna have, be a hell of an explanation to me. <laughs> like, she is I so totally off agree. my radar. It would be the same thing as if uh, it was Zeba all along. Holy, yeah, poor Martin. Mm-hmm. Or Martin. Martin, like, yeah, yep. or even Oliver, because he just showed up here and was, like I said, the the number three in the Scooby-Doo gang. So, like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, <laughs> okay, so Oliver I does, I don't know Oliver does <laughs> hand Darby the book, and it's just like, you know, take a look at this, it's all bloody, whatever, and then she kind of, it was cool watching her reenact exactly like Bill's last moments and playing it out, like, stumbled over Sherlock. here, tried to get right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But we we got to give ourselves flowers, though, because we got a couple of these things right. Um, wow,
0: well, you can put, you can say we, I think. Me was the one that <laughs> said this book being open to a specific page, but yeah, we... <laughs>
2: just like you're also the one one that you're the the one that forgot about it last podcast i never
0: forget this this brain is a steel trap my friend um
2: yeah so the book being a thing is something we called out pretty early i'm happy it got to be a solution as specific as what we're getting where literally like the the page open with the blood has this message which we're gonna have to talk about that but i'm also happy that we harped on um that that opening of the door and then closing, right? Like we knew that that sure. was something. Yeah, yeah so we thought it was Zoomer walking under the camera, but <laughs> crawling know, slight, slightness. Like slight listen,
1: miss. <laughs> I'm not convinced that it's not Zoomer with the AI helmet on again with the with the morphine. I'm really I'm not convinced it's not that. If, if it's not- Ray well- in any capacity, then I think Zoomer is is Bill's killer. Sorry. <laughs> That
2: was so much that I just I'm I, okay. Yeah, I can't say no. <laughs> so,
0: Darby, after she reenacts it, be kind of begrudgingly. It's difficult for her, but she does read the chapter, which is the exact flashback that we all went over, and it is difficult because it's essentially why her and Bill split up. Um, I did like her line it's like it's it's tough for me to relive that because i saw all the ways that i left him before Mm -hmm. he finally left me and that's just perfect that's exactly what happened it makes darby a a better character that she knows that she was at fault for that entirety but hey hindsight's Mm -hmm. 2020 um
1: self-aware queen we love to see it
0: yeah she has never read that chapter since she wrote it which is just kind of cool um Yeah. yeah But it is Oliver who's kind of like, you know, let's circle back to the exact wording of Bill's bathtub rant. Um, and that is uh, the killer is the result of faulty programming code being recycled over and over in human bodies. This is where I'm like, Lee, Lee's like, oh, that just means that Bill knew that the killer was a hacker. That's got to be it. It's like, yeah, Lee, Misdirection. obviously. <laughs> That's no, that is so dumb and plain and simple and superficial that that has to be a mislead. And I right. think Oliver saying, OK, so if we know he's trying to lead us to a hacker like Lou May. <laughs> oh, OK. So yeah. the other person who's 100 percent not involved. Yeah. OK, Oliver. That's why I thought this whole like, was it on purpose that Lee brought in this seemingly uh not guilty Oliver, like hapless Oliver, who can't isn't very mobile, is You know, he's not on anybody's radar, probably in this show. To throw her off the trail, I I really don't know. It just seemed very suspicious to me.
2: So Oliver would be a really good twist. Agreed. Because his technology and his use of this AI is also the most important, in my opinion, or like the most wild spectacle of the whole set or the AI robots that can build. Like that seems to be like. That still blew my mind more than Martin's filmmaking or, you know, whatever other uses we've seen so far as demonstrations from some of the guests. Like, I think that that Oliver's is like the most crazy, like wild sci fi concept. So I hope it would be that I don't necessarily know if they if they have that in them to to turn it towards that. But like this whole scene about them breaking down like the book and stuff. Kathleen, you brought it up like the whole um, Darby thinks it's it's Eva. Oliver thinks it's Lume. Is Oliver also the one that brought up Lume's name in the bunker two episodes ago? Or in the interrogation scene? Because remember someone... Or is that David? Yeah, when, it was Oliver. kicks because him out for being racist.
1: Oliver tells the story of David saying he called Lu a Chinese spy. And then they bring in Lu I think that's the order. I actually have it written. I keep For the first time in, in all of podcast history, three and a half years, I keep all... Six um, notes in the same doc on, in one doc. That's
2: genius. Why don't I fucking do that? So
1: I can, cause then I yeah. Uh, let's see. I've it, been going back is... and copying,
2: and pasting our guesses for deaths and safes. every episode. I just copy and paste to the next file. You start one a doc. new document for every episode. I just like open up a new thing. You crazy yeah. man? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Bad it is.
1: Boy. I do that as well. It is Oliver and then Lume. Oliver Lume, and then I think David was the first one. Yeah, so, David Oliver Lume.
2: Like, are they harping on Oliver having this accusation against Lume a lot to the point where, like, it's a misdirect? Or is this just coincidentally the second time Oliver and Lume have kind of like.
1: Well-
0: so when he says David was calling Lume a spy, David is not there to either confirm or deny that. So that could just be Oliver keeping his hands clean, but kind of throwing right. some shade and putting right. Lume on the radar. That's that's how I'm taking it. Oliver, too. for whatever reason, wants Lume to be on the radar, whether he has his own motivations, maybe his AI technology is competing with her smart cities in the marketplace, or you know he's trying to lead himself off the the trail and
2: that's that's going to be important and re-brought up if he does turn out to be the killer which is why i'm bringing it up now because i think like they've kind of highlighted that a couple times so he's either very innocent and he's going to have no impact on the Uh, end or he's been doing this as like a behind the scenes and trying to put blame onto other people
0: yeah luke i know you've been keeping track of all of our guesses could you remind me who put oliver on the uh
2: suspicion list so you actually picked Oliver twice on really third, me third podcast <laughs> so and fourth podcast, which means episode five and episode four. So our most recent. Yes, you have. Uh, okay. So for the solid past two most recent, I
0: went with Oliver, even when thank seemingly. You. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to get yeah. that straight. <laughs> <Shut the laughs> no, that's good. It's no, it's just I'm glad someone's on top of it. When um, he is
2: the most innocent person in this entire show, and everybody else is part of this plot next episode, you're gonna freak out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I will. It's an I anti-Oliver will, show. Everybody's <laughs> out here to get Oliver.
0: <laughs> I do like Oliver too. He had like kind of yeah. some comedic line deliveries, and I think he, you know, well acted the entire time. Uh, the yeah. other kind of rando that was thrown into the suspicion ring was Eva, and Lee's like, mm-hmm. oh. Eva's always been in love with Andy. Maybe Andy's finally reciprocating and they're working together. So she took that name and ran with it as fast right. and as far as she could. So just just more to yeah. that.
2: I had a sense that that was a plot line that was going to be here. I just guessed Sean. I thought Sean was in love with Andy, but it was actually Eva. I never, like, how does Todd feel about that? Because like,
1: yeah, I thought you know, loyalty
2: is his whole thing, right?
1: Totally. And I think Sean, while you're bringing up Sean, Sean saying that thing about Lee in right before she died being like I don't know what Lee likes I used to think it, or once I used to think it was money etc Sean being suspicious of Lee makes me suspicious of Lee double down because yes. I actually ride or die for Sean now somehow <laughs> that's how I feel in my heart so I, I do think I really think Lee is going to be bad next episode so that you, ride or, word, die, she's my you ride or
2: die for Sean be- for the same reason as Bill as they're dead they can do us no harm
1: Totally. They Rome, are, they're Rohan. great characters. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> but I agree. Died like died a hero. I totally. don't... I. It's, <laughs> there's still some weird scenes when you look back with the Sean stuff, but yeah, she is like pure good, I think. I don't think there's anything negative to say about her. So we're going to, you know... I don't fucking know who that who how this is going to turn out and like if this show is going to have rewatch value where you can pick up signs of characters having certain suspicions. Like I don't know. Like are we reading too into it? And like it is meant to just be a week by week guessing game for the audience, and it's not really a rewatch show. But either way, like a lot of these side characters, where we as podcasters have put a lot more into their thought process and motivations, I'm sure, than like is meant to be for the average audience member. So it's like hard to.
0: Well, to be fair, only one of them was ever going to have payoff for us analyzing all of their thought processes and it might not even be one of the guests, Uh, though I digress. I mean, to kind of just take us through the rest of this episode, Darby's like, oh, my gosh, we got to get you and Zoomer out of here like Andy's out of control, like. You know, even if Rohan is down for the count, the Zodiac is still out there. That means I'm sure there's a flare. We could somehow flag down the ship like we got to go now. Um, and then they hear some screaming coming down the hall. And it is our boy Todd knocking on the door with a bloodied up David and Andy. And David's just like, sorry, brah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout Spill out to my beans, mother,
0: presumably. Oh, always. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah I I just need episode seven I mean we've we've theorized a lot I think that I keep saying like Lee's lying and it's like I don't want it to seem like I'm like not believing women if Lee is telling the truth <laughs> and she is an ab- abused woman i am fully on her side then and if that's true then that scene with her and darby is really sweet girl power like like lifting each other up that was great but television wise i'm hoping that lee is a big bad badass and she comes out guns absolutely blazing next episode with middle fingers up like that's what i want but if lee really is in trouble then girl i'm here for you but I'm I'm weary of this all because so, the look she gave in the last episode was so menacing, and the fact that she could just flip and not—we we're not talking about how menacing that was. Like Darby again is just like, okay, I trust you again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all good. Like Dar- our girl Darby is—I do not trust her judgment. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> Britt is not going to make her big moment and big reveals the penultimate, like. That just doesn't seem yeah. like why. Like why she is fucking yeah. Prairie Dr- Prairie Johnson. She's not fucking. <laughs> she's not fucking around out here, right? Yeah, we're gonna end with the the OA season three, but. <laughs> All that to say, like, yeah, like we're I think we're all on the same page. Like a lot of the show is going to be is the finale and and hoping that Lee has an extra turn because she has had some twists and turns there, but a lot of it has been either cookie cutter or not satisfying. And I think it's all going to come together for the next episode. Like Lee is still going to have some more surprises. I'm just betting my life on it. Like, there's just no way that this is just gonna that it's not gonna be like that um i read the description for the next episode and it's as simple as like the survivors confront and find out who the killer is so like yeah. that's just like a very straightforward description of what episode eight's going to be like so i i guess we're pretty much at the point of the podcast where let's just kind of go around and say not just expectations but hopes of what you kind of want out of the finale and then we'll say our killers and our um who we think is safe for the final time. I'll go through and recap of our, of our total guesses. And I'm also going to shout out the, uh I don't know if either of you two guys got this from the, from the last line of the episode, but the there's my wife line was totally giving me um, Quentin Coldwater. There you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you are. <laughs> there's my wife. Oh, I was like, man, that's, that's I sad. love that
2: because <laughs> Andy is menacing. I'll give him that as much as I yeah. don't want him to be menacing as an actor. Like he is like a scary, like, I wouldn't want to be in a room with him by myself.
1: Yeah, very Martin Chatwin. That's good. I love yes, that. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. So hopes, dreams, killer and safe.
1: I can go first. My hope and, and dream is just that Lee is the killer. I think that Lee being the killer would be the best twist. I think she has the most backstory given. She's the most mysterious of them all, like with having been doxxed. And like this whole life which she has with Andy seems so sketchy in the story she tells and freaking wig and everything. So I'm hoping that that happens because I think that will be the most satisfying. Any other turn will seem like it comes out of the blue because we don't know very much about anyone else. So it's, so if it's not Andy or Lee, I am I feel like we just don't have enough to be like, <gasps> not right. Martin, not my Martin. You're kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to say Martin is safe. It would be crazy if there he was go. the killer. Martin is safe. Lee is the killer. I'm going to stick with that.
0: I yeah. kind of agree with a lot of what you just said, but I am too deep now to back out of my Oliver take. Oliver's the killer. <laughs> In addition to the details I've given the past two weeks, Oliver is the only one who smuggled his tablet, cell phone piece of technology. And all of oh, the true. killings have revolved around some form of hacking. Love so that. if he has his tablet with him, he is one of the only guests that can still hack it, if you will. Uh, who's safe? Lou May. Let's just go with that mm-hmm. um, because I, I like her. I like her stuff, man. (laughs) Uh, And what are my hopes and dreams? I think it's going to make
2: or break the show for you.
0: The Zoomer of it all.
2: Zoomer has
0: to be a key to this somehow, some way. If it's just he is kind of the bargaining chip keeping Lee around Andy, that's lame. I want like I want there to be a reason why Andy is so obsessed with Zoomer other than he's just obsessed with zoomer and controlling that seems very superficial and not very well thought out although people like that certainly do exist yes but i i need zoomer to be more important and a good twist
2: the sad thing is i think that this episode highlighted the importance of zoomer i guess enough in the leap and andy plotline that i wouldn't be completely surprised if there's nothing extra for the audience there, but I'm I'm totally with you. Like, that's definitely one of my hopes for this next episode. Um, I want one more incredibly important bill connection to the actual killer. That's like mm-hmm. that's like a wish list for me. Um, a highlight of Lou May in some form, just like one more good scene or twist or something with Lou May, and then the last thing I'll just I'm hoping for is some version of a technology like a sci-fi technology payoff whether it's it can be ray which would probably be ideal but i will also take like a like a lidar payoff or something to do with with oliver's like the bug robots like something more with the technology than what we've been given which my hopes aren't too high but that's another wish for me and then maybe norman to get an awful murder death I'll take that fuck
1: Norman Norman government.
2: to die, man. Well, <laughs> if he's the killer, dude, that's going to go down as a binge town inside joke for the rest of eternity.
1: <laughs> Big time. We we literally haven't even been calling him by his right name. That would be the <laughs> fucking joke of all jokes.
2: That would be insane. And he wasn't even in this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Norman, the Dorman, baby. Never forget.
2: But wait, let me recap. So just going into the final podcast, what we have now is for guesses as the killer we have brian guessing oliver three times in a row for the last three so that that's some respect on his name and started off with david twice kathleen you have ray twice then todd into lee twice okay and so i i didn't say my my two here which is going to be a little surprising because i'm actually so at a loss but my my total count is lee twice ray once And then my final guess, which I'm going to pick Martin again as the killer and Zeba as safe. And the only reason for Martin is just because of the whole book idea that still from the beginning, how he was like kind of in on knowing who Darby was. And I have nothing. I know that's wrong. But Martin twice ends up being my my final guess. And then Zeba is definitely safe because I don't think she would ever kill Bill. So all in all, we're going to have a good recap. But B-Tom seems the most consistent and uh, been steady with that Oliver and as the most recent killer.
1: And next week we'll know. Next week Mm -hmm. we will be. uh, That's the satisfying thing about a show like this: seven episodes, and by the end of it, you know, you don't have to wait, Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry it's going to get canceled. It's you just know. And and I will never regret watching a whodunit like this. You know, especially with our with our girl Brit at the at the lead. You know, so
2: good stuff. And let me ask you this too, while it's on the top of my mind: Have you both seen *Knives Out* and *Glass Onion*? Yes, I have not.
0: Neither of them, which <gasps> is crazy. Neither of them. Oh, them.
2: You would like love the, them.
1: The oh best I know. modern yeah. day who donuts. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. So Kathleen, I guess this goes out to you then. Um, I don't know which one you, you like more, but like how does this compare to those? Because I know those are pretty much like the you know, they're like the best examples of modern day
1: who donuts. I can't. I can't until the end. Like I need okay. to know okay, how sure. it okay, ends, we'll and it. then we can have this discussion next week. Just about Brian, ahead, you have to watch ahead. the next two um before you next totally week. should
2: watch it. The, the, the <laughs> casts are amazing. Yeah. Uh Knives
0: Out is the first one. Maybe I will try and do that at least in the next week. Knives Definitely. Out. Um while we're talking about that, have either of you seen Murder on the Orient Express? Yep.
1: No. I oh, liked
0: it. Yeah, I liked that as well. And I think it had a really good ending when you it find out sequel. who done it. Oh, yeah. Murder on the Nile. I didn't see that one yet. With Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was doing the internet rounds because she had a crazy line delivery where she's like, and enough champagne to feed (laughs) the Nile. It was (laughs) the whole thing on the internet. And my roommate rewatched the movie just for that line delivery. And I was there for the scene. I'm like, it wasn't even that bad.
1: Yeah, (laughs) people really latch on to things.
2: Internet be crazy. If you like that one, I, I think Knives Out and Glass Onion are better. But I also did like Murder on the Orient Express.
1: Sure. I'll watch that. I like a, I like a hood on it.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, to our listeners. If you
0: haven't seen any of those three movies, we got some homework for you, but mm-hmm. you're going to have a week to watch those because that's going to do it for our episode <laughs> six coverage of a murder. At the end of the world. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on bingetowntv.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.